Praise the Lord to everyone. Am I, am I audible? All right, thank you. Let's pray. Lord and my Father, I thank you for this time. You have given me. I am much thankful unto you for your grace and kindness upon me. Lord, you have taken, taken me through many experiences where, Lord, you are teaching, teaching me, you are guiding, guiding me. You are proving that you are too good to me. Father, I thank you, Lord. I'm not worthy at all to stand here. It's only your grace and mercy. Father, I thank you. You have been so good to me. In Jesus' name I pray. just want to uh, sing uh, two or three lines of a song. Nearer my God to thee, nearer to thee, in though it be a cross that raises me. Nearer my God to thee, still all my song shall be. Nearer my God to thee, nearer to thee. Father, I thank you. Uh, do you remember the last, uh, 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 it should be two, two or three, two and a half months back. Uh, hope uh, you remember that was freedom in Christ as a birthright of a spiritual Israel. We, we are, this is the second part of it. I'll just give you the preamble. This was all about uh, Galatians chapter uh, three and four. Uh, uh, God, uh, this is the story of Abraham. Uh, we, we, we discussed uh, what are the promises of Abraham and uh, uh, when did he receive the first promise. We, we, we saw that there, are, there were three, four promises that God had given. One was with regard to the land, one was with regard to the child that he asked for and uh, the third one was he shall be a blessing and then he, the fourth one was that his seed shall be a blessing to all, all the Gentiles and all the whole world. So that we saw that except one in Jesus, Jesus Christ, uh, which happened, that promise, except that promise, everything, uh, everything happened during his time. And Jesus, Jesus Christ uh, mentions about, about that promise uh, that is in John 8, 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. So uh, father Abraham had uh, longed to see the days of that promised son. 
and that is our Christ. And uh, then, when we look at 2 Corinthians 1.20, there we see believing of promises. We, saw, we sang songs about promises. God's promise will never change. Maybe it might be delayed, or uh, we will think that it is a closed door. You may not know what is the, what is the way, because it may not be clear, but God has his way. The closed doors, God can open you. With our eyes, it will be, be always a closed door. And God's provision will be the promised son. The promised son is a miracle that, uh, uh, Abraham, that Abraham had because it was out of his thoughts that he will have a son like that. But that was the miracle uh, of the Lord. And through that promised son, the whole world God planned to redeem. We thank God for God's promises. So how much important is God's promises? And we have to cling on. That is what 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God. Only in Christ all the promises of God fulfills. Now, uh, we looked into uh, one conversation between Abraham and God. We will be looking into the same conversation and again another one conversation. The first conversation talks about, uh, that is in chapter 15, he en engages into a conversation with God in a vision. And uh, that actually, that went into a, tra a tragedy for Abraham. Uh, because uh, in, the, uh, in the 15 second, second verse, he said, I'm not having a hair. I want a son. I don't want the servant. Through the servant, if I'm having a hair, that is not my hair. The, if I give the whole everything to my servant, he is not my hair. So I want a hair from my own bowels. So this was his prayer. And uh, then we see that in the fourth verse, uh, God tells him that, no, you shall have a hair. And, uh, and for you, you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. This is the promise of God. And uh, that was at the age of probably, uh, at the age of uh, eight, uh, 10 years before, about the age of 75. At the age of 70, 75. So then, after that, he stayed in the same place for 10 years. And... Uh, then what we read in the same context is that Abraham believed, believed in, in God and counted him as righteousness. Uh, I have to just pause here. What, uh, what, what was the relationship that Abraham had? Uh, Abraham was stressing on the son, sonship that I want my own, my own son. Uh, the, uh, my own son talks about a deeper rela relationship. That's a love relationship, not as a servant. The servant will, we, we know that what servant will do. Servant is more interested in what he will get at the evening. So here we see, uh, we, uh, we see that uh, uh, Abraham believed God as a son, 
See, the relationship was a love relationship, and he accepted. That is why we see that in the sixth verse that it was, it was uh, counted as righteousness. That was, you know, I, 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 I have spent a lot of time over there. Why? Suddenly he believed and he, he, uh, that was counted as righteousness. But the relationship and what he asked for was his own son, not a slave relationship. He asked for his own son. So that is, that is, uh, that is the reason why his request was counted as right, righteousness. And God gave the promise. So uh, then we, uh, we see... Uh, we see in the, uh, after that, we see in the next chapter, six, 16th chapter, we see that they, they stayed there 10 years, and at the age of uh, 80, 85, 86, he again, Abraham, because, there was, uh, because 10 years he spent, and then uh, Abraham and, uh, and uh, Sarah thought that it's not going to work, that I'm not going to have a child. So... You know, the situations and everything is suit suitable that you may, uh, they both decided and to have a child through Hagar. And we know that, uh, and you know the conse consequences of that, that, that those things even, it counts even now. So, uh, the problem of that was, Abraham only asked God that I wanted a son, I wanted from my own bowels, I wanted a son. Uh, uh, son. Where, whereas here, uh, here what happens is, here they, uh, they short-circuit God's plan. We see that they short-circuit God, God's plan and they did it by themselves. But look at, look at the reason why they went for that option. The, uh, the reason that they went for that option was unbelief. Unbelief alone, because they could not hold on to that promise. So we see that, uh, we see that, uh, uh, we uh, see that God, uh, God spoke, spoke, spoke to him, but still he was not, uh, he was not sure. He was not sure there. Then after that, uh, we see uh, God, this is the next conversation in the 17th chapter. God, after 25 years, 24 years, God uh, meets Abraham and uh, Sarah. By the time Sarah was very old, and Abraham was also old, and he says, I will bless her and give thee a son. See, God comes at his own time, not at our, 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 our time. That applies to you and to me and to Abraham also. So when we uh, talk about Abraham, don't think that it doesn't apply to us. We are much different. I am, I, it is applicable to me. So uh, there, there uh, we see that God said, no, uh, you will have a son. So Abraham was trying to, he first laughed and then he said he could not believe. You know, when he mentioned it there that he laughed, that means he did not believe. Then after that, he understood that he is talking to God. Then he said, okay, let this Ishmael be there. So 
I could have, I don't want another son there. Now we are all old. <clears throat> then God promises, no, Sarah, your wife will give birth to a son for you. And you will name him Isaac. You know, there are so many things that God is not, uh, is not allowing his decision. He, God is not never a man pleaser. Though he might be a, he might be very close to God, but God is not a man, 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 man pleaser. And then we see that, we see that he did not, he did not accept another second wife, which he brought in. God did not accept. God said, "Your wife, who, Sarah. Your wife, Sarah." So then. Uh, that is why, you know, Ephesians 5, 31 and 32 says that uh, they shall be one about husband and wife. And then it says it's a mystery. So God has made it as a mystery between husband and wife. Now, Abraham is trying to torpedoing it and making God accept what he's done. Now, the third uh, thing is very, very important. If God was accepting that, he was confirming that, the, uh, that uh, the works of the flesh that Abraham done as righteousness. See, very, very important, very important point that if God was accepting, he was confirming the works, the works of the flesh as righteousness. God will know. You know this story how beautifully, I don't know how, that is the spirit of the Lord's uh, work. You know, there is no way you can just make a small, uh, you might not know it, but when you come to know it is perfect. So uh, these are the th uh, three things. Then after that, we see that uh, freedom, uh, yeah, freedom, uh, you know, this actually, uh, we, we need to look at uh, that we have to understand, understand that we are all in bondage. Why? Because we are born in this world, in flesh. When we are in flesh, flesh itself, because this is a house, a factory of sin, and we are in living in it. So we are in bondage because our thoughts, our thought process, our looks, our, you know, you just talk to one person, you shake hand and go, and immediately you will have a picture about him. A picture about him. This is, and whether he's good or bad, he's, uh, his attitude, everything will be there. But God does not do that. God actually looks into your motives within your heart. So, uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe it's a close, close, close door. There also it is, a, it is God's, God's plan. You know, in Calvary, the same thing happened. They will never thought, that devil cannot understand God's, God's plan. That is the one thing that you all need to know. Devil cannot understand. Because if that was right, he wouldn't have allowed Christ to be cruci crucified because that was his biggest failure. So we need to really know that, uh, that devil cannot know God's plan because devil always works through flesh and the world, not in the spiritual realm. Spiritual realm, God, uh, devil cannot fight, especially devil cannot fight against God. He is using us to fight. Uh, 
the question is, are you be ready to believe on his promises? Are you ready to believe on his promises? Believing on his promises, it's not so easy. Only a son can believe in the promises. A slave, if I'm a slave, mean to say, I'm a servant. If someone tells me something, I will take it half or maybe 10% or 75%, but I will not fulfill his desire. Whereas a son does it. So you need to be a son to hold on to the promises. We, sat, uh, we sang the song which is, uh, which is uh, holding on to the promises. So here, now we, this was the preamble. Now we will be uh, looking into the uh, story of Abraham from the fourth chapter. Fourth chapter, Galatians, fourth chapter, 22nd verse, 23rd, 24th, 25th and 26th. There are uh, five verses. Uh, can you read? Louder, please. Galatians 4:22. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a born maid, the other by a free woman. 23. But he who has the born woman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise. 24. Which things are an allegory, for these are the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, which, gen which gendered to bondage, which is Agar. Galatians 4.25, for this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, an answer to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. 26, but Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, here we see that Paul bringing this, through this uh, five verses, uh, Paul is bringing a bigger picture into light uh, by a metaphor. Actually, Paul talks, uh, he, he talks about two mothers and two sons. Uh, when you look at Hagar, uh, why did Abraham and Sarah look for another option? Another option? Why? Because they did not believe God, right? So here, he, uh, uh, Paul is bringing Hagar. Hagar represents, rep, 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 represents covenant at Mount Sinai, uh, produces only bondage. What did happen in Mount Sinai? We, we mentioned it, uh, this in the last uh, message, that the law was given. So uh, here we see unbelief is a cause which is producing a slave. Uh, actually, law, uh, uh, with regard to law, law is all your acts which is taking you to the righteousness, not faith. It is based on acts. Whereas when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the, uh, uh, when it comes to promise son and Sarah, it is based on faith alone. Faith alone. So, uh, here we see that uh, the unbelief is a cause which is producing a slave. And uh, thus, it cannot serve the standards of God. It cannot. You cannot do the will of, will of God. 
by doing that because it is your works you are showing god whereas uh, whereas by faith you are not showing you are sitting idle and you are seeing a miracle what god is doing so this is the this is the different hagar is producing ishmaels ishmaels so ish ishmael is the product and uh, mother hagar is producing and uh, sarah represents so these two things are covenants one is one is the covenant the old covenant which by the bulls and goats blood sprinkled and making it holy that was the first covenant of uh, of uh, of god which was given the first covenant whereas here it talks about sarah sarah is also a mother producing children but isaac 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 is a product of faith faith so uh, isaac is a product of faith and it talks about action or originating out of pray, uh, uh, faith uh, that is promise in god so uh, so we see that we see that two mothers shows two covenants they are two covenants producing 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 now we will see what are uh, uh, we are uh, we will see about the two sons the two sons are the product it's producing ishmael and isaac product of flesh which is sin talks about uh, here product of flesh cannot cannot satisfy father's standards it is a bond slave the difference between a son and a slave and uh, then the isaac born of promise born of promise is of faith now here man is not doing anything we are waiting for i am stressing it again that you should register your heart that uh, faith alone in your closed doors you have hope of close uh, close uh, faith faith alone you know uh, very recently i i had a small issue with my health that was uh, uh, my eyes you know i am i'm not having vision for the last probably two weeks or three uh, two weeks now yeah two weeks uh, i had a hemorrhage in my uh, eye so i i can't see with this eye i'm managing with this one eye i thank god for that one day when i came to know that i might lose the vision i could not sleep so i i sat up and i started praying i i i told him lord i enjoyed this eyes so many years now you have given me you are doing it for the good i know if i am losing one one eye one eye sight i know you have a good purpose for it and i said let your will be done i prayed but i am able to partially i am able to see now about 50% vision has come back
I am not happy because my vision has come back. But, my God, He has done only good things to me. In all my closed doors, when the door was totally shut, I was in the prison. God opened the door without my knowledge to my amazement. I thank God for that. All glory to God. So, uh, it's a natural man which is born of, born of flesh. Born of flesh. He's in the fallen, fallen state. Why, why? Because he's living in, 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 in that shell which produces only, which is, uh, which is commanded by God that it is for death. It can produce only that because all the joy of the world, all the happiness of the world, we see, we breathe, we eat, everything sin. Everything is sin. So, uh, I, you know, when I am talking all these, all, all, I am saying these words, it, I am saying in the inner uh, meaning. Uh, so, uh, so the, the problem was that the free will was under bondage. Now, you will definitely ask me, why the free will? The free will is that I can do anything wrong, more anything wrong. Am I not having the uh, power to segregate between right and right and right and wrong? My answer is no. My answer is no. We will, we will, we will come to know in the, in the, in, in the coming verses. So, so uh, in Genesis... Actually, when you uh, read uh, Genesis 1.26, the God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. The two differences that you see, uh, that you see, this is 26th verse, uh, two differences that man, when God created man, was, uh, God had made was, he gave him image and his likeness. So when you uh, read the 27th verse, so God created man in his own image. We see that God has already uh, created man in his own image. Now where is the likeness? Now uh, uh, then, we, uh, then we read, when you go uh, further, Genesis 3, 5, we see the devil talking to Eve. In, in that, devil, devil, devil says that, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. See, just uh, look at that uh, last verse, you will be like God. You will be. Here you see the likeness. Devil said, devil said, because the uh, devil said, it, you, we will all think that it is a lie, but it is the truth. So it said, uh, devil, devil said, you will be like God. The temptations were the, were the things that devil put into their heart. But what he said was right, because when you read Genesis 3.22, there, uh, God speaking, this is the Trinity, God speaking, behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Like 
one of us. Likeness. Likeness, God's likeness. Like one of us, uh, knowing good and evil. Now, the freedom of will was given, to God, given by God uh, in the Garden of Eden in the second chapter. But what, what happened was, uh, freedom of will to be used out of the will of God means it should be a sin. So Adam and Eve never used it. And they were in the presence of presence of God. But the first time when they were tempted, they used the free will. And first time they used the free will, and that was lost once and forever. That is the reason that once you see a sin, if you are uh, looking into a prone movie, first time it will say, if you are smoking a cigarette, if you are doping, the first time it will say, no, you shouldn't do this. The second time, third time, your flesh has taken control. So you are under the control of flesh. Now you, will, you can never know what is right and wrong. Now what you can do, in that you can segregate. Okay, cigarette smoking is okay, but doping is not good. Drinking wine is okay, but drinking liquor is not good. You understand? These are standards that we make. So uh, that, is, uh, that, is, that is what we see that the likeness God made. The, uh, he, he said, uh, God, God said that, uh, uh, God said that the, the man has become like one of us. Like one of us. Underline the word like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, uh, we see that man lost both image of God and the likeness. And they lost the glory and they started making their own dress. Their own dress. Their own worship. For everything, we have our own, our own, our own worship. Our own dress. We always cover us. God, before God was covering us, that was his glory. Now, I am covering myself. By my, my own clothes. My shame has to be covered. Now, uh, now, then you see that they run away from God. Why do they run away? They have become the enemy. They have become the enemy. They are fighting with God. They are, who is now? If I am going to be the God, then who is my enemy? My enemy is God. So, we, here you see that he has become the enemy. Then, they could, uh, then after that, they, their eyes were opened. What do you mean by that? Normally, we think that eyes open means towards God. No, this is their eyes. They were in the realm of, of heavenly realm. And from that heavenly realm, their eyes opened to the fleshly realm. Now they are Whatever they are seeing is flesh. That is what I said. One time, you know, playing uh, with the gadgets. First time it should be interesting. First time you will see. But ultimately you become what? A total, a total slave unto that. Now you will be talking with your friends, common friends, who talk in those, in those terms. I have done so much, uh, I, I have scored so much, and whatever. So, let's, uh, let, us, let, us look, uh, let us look at 
Genesis 4:7. There, Cain, uh, Cain, uh, Cain and uh, Abel. We see that uh, God talks. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. This is God telling Cain uh, in 4:7. Uh, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door. God, even after that, God was trying to bring the man, mankind back, but they could not. He, he said, you have to control it. Uh, you, uh, the, the sin is crouching at, at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. But immediately, immediately you see that he killed his brother. Then, uh, uh, then, so the, the, what God said is, the sin is crouching at your door. That is, a, that is the same thing. Now it is not, not like that. He is living in us. Because we are, we, are, uh, we are in flesh and we are totally into it. Totally into it. So we produce only Ishmael's. Now, uh, when you read Genesis 11.4, we see that people going and trying to make glory for themselves. We see that there. Then uh, Jeremiah 17.1 is very important. You see that bondage of sin definition. You can make it as a definition. The sin of Judah is written down with an iron stylus. With a diamond point, it is engraved upon the tablet of their heart. See how the sin is, sin is en en engraved? It's engraved on the tablet of the heart. How? It is, it is like a stylus, an iron pen, point with a diamond, diamond. And on the horns of their altars, their prayer, their fasting, everything is sin. Everything is sin. That is, that is what the sin, the bondage of sin, that means their heart's tablet is full of sin. What is written there, the law which is written in the tablet, is sin. So how can we do that? We are totally into sin. We are totally into sin. So, then, what is, uh, what is flesh? Flesh, actually, it is what, is, what, I, what, what I was uh, trying to say, that we are a factory. We are, uh, we are in the fallen state, produces only sin. Uh, now, we need to know the gravity of sin. The gravity of sin and the depth of our corruption. The gravity of sin. You know, uh, Bible talks about, especially Romans chapter 8, talks about the uh, sinful nature. The sinful nature, nature, it talks about the gravity of sin. Gravity of sin and the depth of corruption. Mean to say... What are our ways and means? God is looking at ways and means. How this guy, uh, such a, uh, such a uh, glorious guy when I made him, how he's scheming and doing things against him. So here we see the gravity. Unless we know, how do we know the gravity of sin? Unless our eyes are open to heaven. Unless you come to know the Son of God. Unless you come to know Christ, 
you can never know the gravity of sin. We think that, you know, many things is right, but that is all sin. And when you come to Christ, you understand that even my thought process is sinful. Now, uh, we, if our thought process and our basic essence of our, uh, our body is sinful, how can you praise God? How can you know God? How can you ascribe glory to Him? How can you say, thank you, Lord, from your heart? It is not possible. It is not possible. We are in a, we cannot worship. We might do so many things, dances, jumping and doing, howling and all those things. But where is your heart? This is what God is looking at. Uh, so if we do not understand the gravity of sin and the depth of our corruption, the gospel that we preach is not going to be effective. You will be giving, you will be going to a doctor and doctor will be giving a paracetamol for a cancer. Imagine, the cancer is inside, but giving paracetamol three times a day. Uh, now, that is the gravity of sin. Uh, now, I have just taken few, uh, few uh, 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 verses, few verses from uh, different different places that uh, it shows the bondage, uh, bondage of the divinity and uh, uh, bondage of love, uh, bondage of sin, bondage of sin. But the first one is bondage of divine condemnation and guilt. Divine condemnation. This, I'm not taking it today because that is kept for the next. Uh, because this is cons concerning how sin is aligning with law. Ah, aligning with law and how it is accomplishing, uh, trying to accomplish God's standards. So I, I, I will not have the time. So I'll keep it for next uh, next uh, uh, message. The other one is bondage of love for self-glorification. Uh, John chapter 5, uh, uh, three, uh, four, 40, 43, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another, one, another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How uh, then, 44th verse, when you receive glory from one another, and do not seek the glory that comes from... Uh, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another? So here we see that, we see that Father's name, uh, uh, I have come in the, in the Father's, Father's, Father's name. You know, I give this message today. And if I go out, so many of you come and say, it was a very good message, brother. It touched my heart. Who touched your heart? It's not my, it is God himself, God himself. So don't try to encourage me. That is not an encouragement. Encouragement comes from, comes from God. You can say thanks to God, whatever. Don't never encourage like that because if you are doing that, there is no problem. That is a worldly way. But spirit, spirit, spiritually, a person is a slave unto God. Because slave or a son unto God. Uh, slave means obedient as a slave. 
uh, and relationship as a son. So, uh, so you, you can definitely do that. But, but then, you know, when, when, you, when you do that, what happens is you are pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. You understand? That is, that is, that is, that is why we have to be very careful. We have to be uh, very careful about, uh, about uh, things how you do. You receive, that is what Jesus says, you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God. What happens is, I will forget seeking the glory of God. The problem is, I'll be interested in seeking others, others, uh, uh, what others talk about me. So I'll always tune my ear. What did he say? I will go and ask. What did he say? Did you meet him? Uh -huh. My intention is to know, what did he speak about me? Have you seen in the, in the, in the recent, uh, recent WhatsApp and Facebook, you should be knowing, if you, don't, if you put something and if the other person dis, uh, did not comment, immediately say, I did not see any comment. <laughs> you understand? See, that is, we are... Uh, uh, we are face, Facebook and uh, WhatsApp. Many people are, uh, are getting out of it and they are running away because everyone is fighting. I, we have a, 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 Facebook, a, a, a WhatsApp account. Every month, two or three, one of my, three, two or three of my cousins will jump out and then <laughs> after two or three months they will call me and ask to uh, take me in and I I take, I take them in. So another, another, another problem is that, you know, when you encourage, you encourage, encourage, encourage people. You know, what happens is after some time, you become, you are interested only in encouragement. And after some time, you will say, what about me? Where do I stand? Questions will be like that. In that roaster, my name is not seen. Where is my name in that roaster? You have pushed by encouraging. Pushed him to that level that he is already fighting against God. So we have to be very careful. Encouragement should be there, but it should be spiritual. If you are intending to spiritually encourage. But if it is, if it is not, then it is another thing. Ah, so bondage, this is with regard to self-glorification. Bondage of hatred, I'll be taking only one, one verses. Bondage of hatred towards God. Uh, Romans 8, 7, the mind of flesh is actively hostile to God. I searched many, many versions and this one was uh, amplified. Uh, the mind of flesh is actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself to God's law, law since it cannot. Actively hostile. What does it say? Actively hostile. Me, uh, to, uh, 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 mind of flesh is actively hostile to God. It really touched me that your mind is, mindset is actively, continuously, every search, every look, you are hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law since it cannot. It cannot. 
you will see so many cannots here. Uh, James chapter 4, 4 says, You adulteresses and adult, adult, adulterers, do you know that being the world's friend by loving the things of the world is being God's enemy? See, we are all in this world. We, uh, we always think that if you have school fixes uh, a sports on a, the other day sister was telling, uh, fixes a, a sports on Friday. How many of us, don't raise your hands, I know you will not raise your hands, how many of you have sent your children for that? It's up to you. It is only touching, touching, touching you who are sent. How many of you have left the Friday worship? The only one worship that we have come together, all together, and prioritize for something in the world. It's up to you to uh, think about it. That is why James says, you adulteresses and adulterers, you do, do not know that being the world's friend by loving the things of the world. See, if we are world's friend, there is no problem. But we cannot expect anything from God. That is the problem. So, then, this is uh, hatred, bondage of hatred towards God. Bondage of love for darkness. We, we read uh, John 3.19, and this is the judgment. Jesus telling, the light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light because of their works were evil. Loved the darkness. Light has come into the world and people love the darkness. Jesus is telling. Uh, so actually a natural man loved darkness to light. Loved darkness to light. That means, means to say that he hated light. He hated light. Light is hated and darkness is loud. You cannot say, if your liking is for darkness, you cannot say that, you cannot say that light is good. You cannot say. You cannot say because you are in darkness. And you cannot, because Jesus himself says that in the next verse, uh, everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to light lest his work should be exposed. Why he doesn't come? Because his works will be exposed. So that is why once you love darkness, you will uh, love him. Love him alone. And a, na a normal person cannot understand. Even in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 8, it says, None of the rulers of the age understood this, for if they had known, they, shouldn't have, they might not have crucified the Lord of glory. And uh, the 14th verse of the same chapter says, A natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of, of the God. It is folly unto them. If you say something uh, which is spiritual, it will be folly unto them. So, uh, so then, uh, bondage of spiritual death. The next is the spiritual death. Uh, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter 2, 1. Uh, it starts with, the beauty is that 
you were dead in trans in 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 trespasses and sin you were already dead paul saying you were dead jesus saying to the uh, uh, jesus saying in that uh, prodigal son parable jesus says to uh, uh, jesus says uh, that this uh, when the uh, first man came back the first son came back father telling his second son his my son was dead he was dead he was dead dead means what you don't have any kind of reaction you understand so there uh, there you see uh there you see yeah there you see that you were already dead the second verse talks about following the course of this world following the course of this world we were all following the course of this world third verse third verse says that we all once lived in the passions of our flesh carrying out our desires of the body and mind but were by nature by nature the natural man the nature child of wrath wrath like the rest of the mankind so once we were all dead we were dead we were our uh, uh, spiritual state was dead we were not reactive we were living in our passions we were following the course of the world uh, the fourth verse gives an answer but god by rich in his mercy because of the great love which he had loved us the great love that he had loved us you know we were all we were all under siege we were all under sin we cannot come out now to come out of this sin come out of this sinful nature you cannot come back because you cannot pray you cannot worship you cannot do anything so because of that you cannot do anything god had to provide provide a provision not anyone god himself had to provide a provision what is the provision the what is the what is the what is the provision the provision uh, the provision was to have an inclination you know you you see you see this wwf fighting and uh, this, you know you your mind is hardened because of because of that if you see fighting you will enjoy because you are seeing that but first time if you if you, if you see someone fighting you will always think how much it would have hurt him so here we see that uh, god out of out of that real love because we are seeing this wwf and all god had to come by himself into this world and go through all the sufferings that he should have taken in his in his body that is that is why pilot wanted to save him pilot said uh, you can beat him you can do anything but not his life and they did everything and brought him back and then once he was brought they st- they started saying no we want we want to be uh, we want to be cru- he him to be crucified so we see that two reasons that he completed he never knew sin and we have we have we have we have seen that why he came and he came so so that in your despair because i thank god for for death 
all of us are going to die. Not today. <laughs> One day we all will die. I thank God for that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have uh, thought about God. Thought about God. Now, after 60, I am slowly going down. My, my prayer life is going up. <laughs> you understand? So, this is, this, is, this is a problem. So, children, when, when, when it is the age of 18, 19, 20, they don't care. They don't care. They are more concerned about their beauty and how they look. That is their age. That's their age. Okay. So, uh, God had to bring in, bring in as a person who did not do any kind of sin. And he had to bring in, bring in, uh, bring in, and he had to, that he had to be a, a, a person not committed sin. So, for that reason, Jesus came down. And uh, when, we, when, when we read, uh, let me ask you one thing. Your faith is from God or yours? Your faith. Your faith. Don't, don't say because, because you might have read it in the Bible. But you have to say logically. Uh, you know, when you say that, uh, okay, faith is coming from me. My, my, but just imagine, give you an answer. If, if Jesus was not crucified and that Calvary picture was not there, where you would have been, where would have been me? That is God's provision. So God provided even the faith unto you by providing his own son, going through the suffering and, and dying on the cross for you and me to have an inclination and saying, Lord, oh, this is too much. This is too much. This person did not do any, anything, anything wrong. So, uh, and God had to uh, bring him and he had to die like a human being, 100% human being. While on his death, he was 100% human being. He was buried, but resurrected 100% as God. That is the one hope that we all have, that Christ died and resurrected his power. The resurrection power is what you are enjoying. Because you are dead. Now... You are alive to God. Now when you are alive to God, what is the difference? You are now in the doing, you have the uh, free will back. Free will was ransacked by devil. Now the free will is back and free will comes and says that this is what you need to do to, to, uh, to do God's will. It is the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, saying, yes, right, you do it. And then you are a new creation. You are a new creation. Just stand up. I am a new creation. In the stand. My heart is overflowing, my love just keeps on growing, here in the grace of God I stand. I am a new creation, 
No more in condemnation. You're in the grace of God I stand. My heart is overflowing. My love just keeps on growing. You're in the grace of God I stand. Here in the grace of God I stand. Here in the grace of God I stand. Now, anyone who wants to give their hearts to God, you can come forward. This is, a, this is the time that you can take a stand for God. For God. If anyone wants to give or resubmit to God, you can come forward. Pastors will pray. If there is anyone, there is anyone, please do come. Please do come if you, if, you, if you will. Yes. Let every eyes be closed. All eyes closed. Continue to talk to God that God should touch your life. That God should take you out of every bondage that you might have found yourself. The Bible says, having been set free from sin, you became slave of righteousness. Talk unto God. Heavenly Father, your daughter is here in your presence. He is here to submit, to stand before you. Father, we pray, Almighty God, whatever bondage that she has found herself, Father, we pray, Almighty God, because she has taken this decision. Here in the presence of God, she stands. Father, we pray that you will set, him, set her free from every form of bondage in the mighty name of Jesus. As she has surrendered today, Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to lead her and guide her and be with her in the mighty name of Jesus. For her taking the boldness to come out and surrender. Father, we pray, Almighty God, your spirit shall never depart from her in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything she has surrendered today, she shall never go back to them in the mighty name of Jesus. From today on, the spirit of God will live with you. It shall never depart from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we want to thank you for today's message. We honor you and adore you. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, Lord. You've reminded us that we need to bring ourselves out of various kinds of bondage that are leading to sin in our life.
Father, we pray, Almighty God, that your Holy Spirit will continue to lead us in the mighty name of Jesus. That the Spirit of you will dwell in us day and night in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your son that you have used for us today. We pray for more anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. The depth of your word in his life shall never dry up in Jesus' name. And I pray for you also as you move to the last week of this month that God Almighty, whatever you desire, God will perfect it for you in the mighty name of Jesus. They shall be delivered to you in Jesus' name. Honey and meek of righteousness will flow to your direction in the mighty name of Jesus. God Almighty shall favor you in Jesus' name. That God Almighty will lead, to his, lead you to his palace in the mighty name of Jesus. Protocol shall be suspended because of you in the mighty name of Jesus. Your children, your family, wherever they may be, the hand of God will continue to be over them in the mighty name of Jesus. You will have a turn around in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name. Father, for the rest of the week, our program are there for you. We pray, Almighty God, on Monday, Lord, you will glorify your name right here in this hall in the mighty name of Jesus. As we continue to praise you that very night, Lord, we shall feel your presence and testimony shall follow in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. And for the Logos chief that is being expected here, Lord, we pray, Almighty God, right from now, begin to take control in the mighty name of Jesus. They are here for good. They are here for the Spirit of God to reign in this land. And the purpose of coming to this land shall be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. And for the period they are going to be here, Father, we pray, Almighty God, your hands shall be upon them in Jesus' name. They shall never regret of coming to a man in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. Father, we pray, Almighty God, when we come here next week, we shall glorify your holy name in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Shall we share the grace together in fellowship? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you and do have a wonderful week. Amen.